0: Welcome to the Weekly 80 Podcast so here on MarymountSports.com and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. I am Jason Griefer, and as always, we're joined by Marymount Athletic Director Tom Nurrell. Tom, how are you? Have you dried off from the weekend?
1: It was a pretty sulky weekend, so <laughs> it's nice weather yesterday, a chance to dry out, but uh, the three events on Saturday, all in driving rains, and... Um, so, yeah it's just good to be dry
0: good to see sunshine again <laughs> yeah absolutely so so this week is the uh, the fall season wrap up so let's uh, let's get right into it uh, towards the end we'll talk about the, some of your uh Teams that are still in action. So, but to begin with, uh, let let's start with the uh, volleyball team. Kind of an up and down year. Got into the sectionals and a uh, tough tough way to go out, bowing out three to one to uh, Norwood. Uh, so like I said, uh, sometimes you just have one of those years where things just don't go your way, as you you uh, alluded to last week with uh, Zach Taylor. He knows all about that. Uh, you've had Your volleyball team had quite a bit more success than he has had thus far this year. But it just kind of felt like one of those years where that just kind of struggled to get things going consistently. But you also played a very tough schedule.
1: We did play a tough schedule. And, and of course, our league is tough. As you see Indian Hill and, and Wyoming advance all the way up to the finals in postseason play. Just a tough league. And uh, we have a new coaching staff this year that did a great job with our athletes. We had a great senior class. that gave a lot of leadership to the underclassmen. Um, so outside, you know, the record being 500, you know, you're up or down. There's really no long run that you go on. But from the other aspects of the program, things are going in the right direction. The coaching staff, as I said, did a great job. And we're going to miss these seniors because they're really uh, cohesive this year to include the rest of the team. So uh, we're going to miss our seniors, but we're Really excited with what the coaching staff has going on with the volleyball team.
0: How do you feel about the underclassmen that will be uh, coming back next season?
1: Well, one of them is my daughter, so I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's a good group, and they're learning a lot of volleyball, just a little bit different direction than last coaching staff. And they and they love the game, and they're getting more involved in the season. So I, I think this coaching staff, uh, Coach Logan, uh, and her staff, I think they will do a lot of good things just to keep the progress moving forward, and she has a long-term vision for the program. So I think that's really
0: going to help. And just to clarify, you're not biased at all when you when you say that? Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Lynx. Uh, Boys Golf, uh, what a season they had, winning the league title for the first time in a long time, and, of course, you know, led by Jack Neville, who was named the Coach Association Division Three Player of the Year uh this this is an outstanding season all the way around of course Jack gets a lot of the individual accolades but you know to win the league title and the same thing with volleyball this is a tough league to win on the links and uh they were able to get it done.
1: They were uh not only in the league but also in the sectional winning the sectional and then going to the district just missing the tournament again but there's a lot of there's a lot of good young golfers in our program as, as well. Jack led the way this year but you have Andrew Getsey coming up in the junior class, you got Tom Buchert, you got Will Glassmeyer, um, you got have, have Tommy Sauter coming up, you have Brian Brady that golfed for us as well, just a number of kids coming up, uh, especially our J V program. They J had a really nice season this year, played a lot of solid golf. I know Coach Calloway's really excited about who we have who we have coming up in the program and uh, is really looking forward to next year and the years after with his core of kids he has coming back.
0: Yeah, big, big things certainly seem on the horizon for them to continue to develop, and uh, we'll see where they go uh, next year. Let's hit the courts. Uh, girls tennis, uh, an outstanding season by their regard. Boy, it feels like a broken record we're talking here, and that's a good problem for you to have. But uh, girls tennis finishing the year, a strong year, and uh, actually getting some recognition in the final state poll you know, the first time that's happened, and you're going to return a lot next season a lot to be excited about.
1: We are only losing two seniors, and uh, you know a lot of varsity players coming back. Uh, the JV's coming up, and some freshmen coming in are going to compete for those varsity spots. So um, the coaching staff's done a really good job at retaining the players, and then also with our junior high staff, with uh, Coach Classmeyer and uh, and Coach Butt down there, getting you know, a lot of girls excited and interested in tennis, keeping them in the program. So when they come up to Coach Chalfonte and, and our head coach, Doug Spring, they've got a good foundation to come up, and, and Coach Spring and Coach Chalfonte's really done a good job to build on that, to build the schedule, and to make them very competitive. And to see them in the state poll here at the end of the season, it's just it's just icing on the cake. But they're excited about next year. There's going to be a lot of challenges as they step up their program, but looking to get our athletes to district and beyond.
0: Let's move out uh, outdoors now, uh, cross country, uh, finishing up their season, top five in the region for both the boys and the girls. Uh, Lily Baller continues to dazzle. She's headed on to state, but uh, it, we, it was on Saturday. Uh, you, you were obviously out and about all weekend long and just horrid conditions to try to run in. You know, the pouring down rain, I'm sure there was all kind of mud, the hills to climb there, just an unbelievable challenge for all these runners, and yet top five on both sides.
1: Yeah, Troy is a outstanding uh, place to run. They run along the river there, do a couple laps, and they go up the hill, down the hill, back and forth. Um, and if you're a spectator there, it's a great place to watch it meet. According to our runners, that's kind of weather they like running in. It was uh, upper 50s. Eh, the rain, it's okay. There's no one overheating like a couple years ago. It was it was a very warm day up there, and a lot of athletes were having problems with that. But um condition wise wasn't bad except for the condition of the course the girls had a little bit advantage running the second race of the day as opposed to the boys running the fifth race but as you said our our girls ran well It is a it is a young group overall um to finish fifth well we're excited about that we're excited about what that means for the future, as you said Lily um she finished sixth uh, individually she's going to state. she in nineteen twelve but for uh Lily and Aaron Kelly at least belly. Kirsten Souders, Bridget Gilmore, um, Delaney Oliveira, and Marley Valentine, who all ran that race, a good day for them, a good race for them. We're excited, and, and of course, we we wish Lily the best this week as she goes up to Hebron, Ohio, to the National Trail Raceway for the OHSA Championships. Just an exciting time for her. Uh, they'll go Friday, get familiar with the course. We ran it in the preseason meet this year, and um, just really excited to see what can happen Saturday for her. So. Good luck to Lily.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good luck to her and uh, hopefully uh, weather conditions are a little more favorable. Temperatures of course continue to fall as we move through here, but hopefully no no driving rain and no mud to run through there. So again, yeah, best of luck yeah, to Lily.
1: Last year, they, last year they canceled, the, I think they delayed the meet, uh, the state meet for a week or two because of the rains up there and and flood out the course. So hopefully, uh, nothing like that happens this year. It doesn't look like it in the forecast. But you're right. Good conditions for Lily
0: to run in this week. Yeah, absolutely. Best of luck to her. And of course, even beyond that, she has an outstanding future ahead of her. Yeah. Let's let's move on to a couple of uh, teams that are still in action now, and we're in postseason play here. Let's move on to the pitch. Boys soccer. Uh, great result there, winning the district. And now they're going to move on to the region semifinal Wednesday night against Botkins and win the district 2-0 and uh, get some goal, get a couple of goals from a couple of guys who uh, don't always light up the scorebook. Of course, Luke Brothers is the story there. He's a leading scorer in the CHL, but uh, he had a couple of assists in this one. But how uh, about your defender, Jack Stevens, and then Martin Eisenhower getting into the scoring column in that district final?
1: Yeah, they did, and, that, and that's good to see. And Martin put a couple uh, balls in the net this year. Um, Just a great feed from brothers on that one out in front of the pack. He caught up with it and finished it off. And, again, the the conditions at times, they were great. At times, they were terrible up there. Uh, You know, sideways rain at times, just a a heavy wind up there. Uh, If if you're going towards the scoreboard, you had the wind to your back. I think I noted on Twitter that um, uh, Evan Wurtenberger, he booted one about two hopper, 100 yards on a on a kick from a kick from him during the game, against the wind, you just watch him put a boot on there and uh, and just watch the ball die. But we got one at each end of the field. to the the guys did a good work. And as you said, um, Luke with a couple of assists, and then uh, to Jack, and then also to Martin. So a good team effort with that. The the boys were fully engaged. And it's easy to say you know in a district championship, but even our even our subs on the bench, they were. They were up, they were loud, they were cheering. We had some tents along the, the bench there. They were out from underneath the tents all game, just really locked in um, to get to the regionals this week. And it's Botkins, so Botkins has an undefeated season going on right now. We'll play that game on Wednesday at 7 up at Kettering-Fairmont, a uh, great stadium to play. So hopefully we get a good crowd and get everyone out there and cheer them on and get to the regional
0: finals on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, best of luck to them. And uh, – that's absolutely correct. The Warriors fans, get out there, support them. They're going to need your help there it's a very good Botkins team. Let's move over to the girls' side of things. They take care of business in the district final as well. We'll talk about the matchup they have in the regional here in just a moment. But uh, beating Troy Christian in the district final 5-0, obviously impressive to see all the goals go in, but also impressive on the back end. Keeper uh, Erica Dewey, five saves in that matchup. And just as important, you've know, you got to have somebody on the back end to be able to uh, deny the opposition, especially when she has to make five saves.
1: And there are some difficult saves in there as well. Troy Christian, a very talented team, um, it was touch and go early on. It took us a while to get on the board. They sent a couple rockets. I know uh, uh, Erica, she punched one over the goal. She she jumped up and caught one in her fingertips, um, sometimes to squirt through. Um, but that one didn't. she did a great job back there. And her back line really helped her out, keeping the ball away, knocking the ball away. But uh, Troy was sending some shots in from the 25, 30-yard line. And uh... and Erica handling them, but uh, a good again a good team effort, just a team speed uh, out there, just keeping the ball at the other end of the field, and then seeing the, the 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 cast of characters. Olivia Nacioni had a couple of assists in that game, and that also sets her up for the season record for assists. Uh, I think she's in on 18 now. Um, the record was formerly held by Lauren Potts. Um, but just uh, five, five different scorers. You know, Maddie Murphy had two of them. Kendall Dewey had one off, uh, off the head ball, and then Ally Fry and Abby Lyons getting getting the scoring as well. Just a great way to finish that one off. Uh, great job up there at Edgewood High School, and then move it on to the regional semi. So uh, Tuesday in Norwood, just where we want to be.
0: And uh, could you ask for a better opponent in this regional semifinal? One of your arch rivals there, Madeira. That uh, they're through as well. After a uh, had to go to overtime to beat Waynesville to advance, but they're playing well as well as seven straight shutouts. There, uh, this is about everything you could ask for in a regional semifinal.
1: Yeah, it is, and uh, you know they they know us. We know them. We uh, they have an outstanding keeper, so we're going to try to keep this thing away from going to PKs. That was a great plan for them the other night. But it's going to be a great crowd. We're glad it's at Norwood. It's close by to both schools. Um, we're, going to have, we're going to have a lot of fun. So hopefully a lot of the students come out. We've just started the second quarter here, so we're not wrapping up with any exams or anything. Get a big student crowd out there, a big adult crowd out there. Norwood's a great place to see a game that stands on one side, nice and high, a good, a, good, uh, a good field to play on. So we're really excited. Um, to see what can happen here tomorrow night at Norwood.
0: Yeah, Tuesday night, Norwood, Shea Stadium, Marymont versus Madeira. The winner goes to the region final. Uh, final here as we wrap up here on the fall season wrap-up here on the weekly eighty podcast. Uh, football squad still has everything in front of them. They had to win a thriller over Deer Park 24-21 uh, this past week, uh, getting a qu- fourth-quarter touchdown to win it in a very uh, tough defensive game. But now you have everything in front of you that we, we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. You're playing Madeira here. Uh, Same as a girls' soccer, now on the football field. Uh, Both teams hanging around that final playoff spot, it looks like. You're trying to get in for the first time in five years. Is this a play-in game?
1: This is a play-in game. As I posted yesterday, our playoffs start this week. As you know, you you have to win to advance. And so uh, instead of week 10 of the season, we're going to say it's week 1A of the playoffs. That uh, Winner goes in. There's a lot of points there. Uh, I believe Madera is sitting eighth right now. We're sitting ninth. Uh, we got uh, Blanchester above them, and some of Country Day is up uh, a little bit higher. So the winner of this game, I believe, moves on. As Joe Idol says, they, we control our own destinies. So we've been playing one week at a time all year. Our, our kids are doing that again. As you said, they gutted out a win the other day. Deer Park played a a very good and very strategic game. They, they held the ball for about 38 seconds on every play. Uh, had, some, had some big gains, but they also had two big turnovers and that one coming in the fourth quarter. If they had scored there, uh, the way they were on their there would not have been enough time to win that game. But defense gets a stop and a takeaway on, on our own 14-yard line, marches down the field, gets a two-point conversion to go up by three and the field out one. So a very exciting game. Very good game for our Warriors, which we're excited to see. But it all comes down to, to a playoff atmosphere at Madera Friday night at 7. We're expecting a big crowd. Madeira's expecting a big crowd. It's our senior night. They're going to have a lot of emotion. Um, this is one of our goals: is to get into the playoffs. So um, we need the whole Warrior Nation on on deck and uh, to help us come out and see if we can grab a win on on Friday.
0: Absolutely. There, there you have it, folks. Uh, really easy, really easy to figure out here. Marymont Madeira, the winner, likely into the playoffs. A loser season. Uh, likely ends tom this has been a lot of fun talking over the last number of weeks featuring all your athletic sports here uh we certainly appreciate the time and uh hopefully we'll catch up soon and start talking the winter and eventually into the spring
1: jason if we can go back and touch on one thing the sure cross country team
0: absolutely they were at
1: regionals as well on um saturday up at troy as i said they ran the fifth race um, but they also finished fifth and uh, sam beeler again another great time for him uh not not enough to get into the state finals, but uh Sam another great race. They were district champions. Sam and Beneteran, Santi Biro, Andrew Chen, Casey Dutro, and Nick Morgan just doing a great job in the postseason uh to run those conditions up there just mud flying everywhere. But a good shout out to them as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh before, before I let you go there, I also know with with that, not only the boys cross country but a lot of your teams that are having a lot of postseason success this season you have a lot of returners coming back for years to come so it seems like on paper anyway you are set up here really across the board for a lengthy extended playoff run for years to come
1: that would be nice uh, <laughs> you know there's nothing better than when you see the trees start turning and you start turning that calendar over into november to look forward and say okay you know we've got three games this week we've got the possibility of three championships on saturday It's it's great for the school it's great for our community and it's certainly great for these athletes just to continue their season and uh and get on to the higher levels of the tournament and for our coaches the hard work that they've put in to extend the, the season for these athletes we're very grateful for everything that they do
0: and they've been doing a great job uh all fall along uh tom once again we thank you for joining us here for the fall season of the weekly Lady podcast and uh, we'll chat soon as i said with the winter and spring just on the horizon
1: Jason, thanks for all your work and everyone at ESP Media. I know this is a busy time for you as well as you start covering the different tournaments. So thanks for your support uh, throughout the season. Again, everyone can follow the results on the website at marymontsports.com. And uh, hopefully we're posting things for a couple more weeks.
0: Absolutely. And uh, where can they find you on the Twitter? Because I know you like to do the play-by-play as much as you can.
1: It's A D. Uh, sometimes the tweets are better than others, and especially if it's not raining and blowing wind, uh, the, the spelling's a little bit better. But sometimes we butcher names, and uh, boy, it was tough on Saturday to getting everything correct. So I was reading some of them yesterday, and instead of redoing them, we just left them as it is. That's kind of the charm, I guess, of uh, the M on AD site.
0: But the good thing is you still have plenty, uh, multiple sports to uh, tweet about as we are moving headed towards November. Tom, we appreciate the time once again, and we'll talk soon. Appreciate it. Have a good day. That is Tom Neurl, the athletic director here for Marymount High School, and this has been the fall season wrap-up here on the Weekly 80 Podcast here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.